right now I want to switch gears and I want to talk just a little bit about comparing and contrasting the kingdom system of healing versus the world system of healing. The laws don't work the exact same. The systems don't work the exact same. And you may have already picked up on some of this from the previous two episodes I did on the kingdom of God and healing. I will say, if you're listening to this without having listened to the last four episodes, the last four episodes are really foundational to understanding even some of this and then the next couple of episodes I'm about to do. So a lot of this really comes down to walking by faith versus walking by sight. Walking by what we hear the Spirit of the living God guiding us to do versus what we happen to see around us. So how does the world generally function to examine things, especially in the medical system? They see things. They walk by sight, not by faith. It's examined to see what we can see. Hey, let's pluck out these muscle fibers and send them to some laboratory so they can examine things and see what they physically observe with their eyes under special sort of tests and microscopes and so on. Literally, the entire system is about walking by sight. And yet we are commanded to not walk by sight, but rather by faith. The kingdom of God walks by faith and not by sight. The kingdom of God stops and listens to the Spirit of God. The kingdom of God has the solution to overcome every circumstance already built into it if we will only believe in the kingdom of God. So we stop, we yield ourselves. Lord, here's the storm in front of me. What am I going to do? And I hear the Lord say, speak to the storm. Say, peace, be still. I look to the storm and I say, peace, be still. And I don't doubt in my heart because I'm used to functioning from the kingdom of God. And the storm stills and calms down. Now, if I was in the kingdom of the world, I'd be more like the disciples, staring at the storm, saying, Ah, what am I going to do? I don't know, man. What do, what, what do you think we should do? How do you normally stop a storm? What do you mean stop a storm? That's crazy talk. No man on earth can just stop a storm. You've got to run from it. You've got to flee from it. You've got to evacuate, get away from it. That's the system of the world. You run from problems. But in the kingdom of God, you, have sol you are the solution to the problems, even a miraculous solution. So how does the kingdom of God bring healing to something like cancer? We tap into the spirit of God and we speak life into people. We take dominion over creation. Believe it or not, cancer is a living thing. And the power of life and death are in the tongue. You have the power with your tongue to kill cancer. But that doesn't mean your tongue in and of itself is the source of that power. And that's the issue, is tapping into the source of that power so that when we speak, that power is what manifests. But in the kingdom of God, 
people show up, you speak life into them. And the cancer is being commanded by that life in you from that spirit of the living God that it must flee and go away and die and no longer remain within that human, that beloved child of God. And then the cancer goes. In the world system, it's not about stopping and listening and speaking. It's about opening the eyes and closing the ears to the voice of God, opening the eyes to what you see, physically observing something, and then declaring whatever it is you have observed with your eyes. Hey, look, we looked under the microscope and we found stage 17 cancer. What on earth will we do? Well, we have tons of experimental treatments that we can put you through that will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars, be massive battles, be massively painful, and you very well might die anyways. Why don't you come on over and try it out? Yet in the kingdom of God, you just tap into compassion and love and faith and hope. Faith, hope, and love. You speak in love. And it costs no money to speak in love and bring forth healing. That's part of the issue between these two kingdoms is the one, the kingdom of the world costs you everything. It costs you a lot. Scripture declares over and over there were people that came to Jesus who had suffered many things at the hands of physicians and lost all their money. It makes a point to point that out. And they come to Jesus and it doesn't cost them a dollar. They receive what they spent all of their money on looking elsewhere and they actually get it for free from God. And that's because for us, it's free to receive healing. But for God, or for Jesus, it cost him everything. Remember, it's part of salvation. And scripture declares, by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we were healed. It was literally part of his whole crucifixion experience. It cost him his life to be able to bring us that. We don't have to pay more money to receive what Jesus already gave his whole life for. As a lawyer, one of the things I was very well taught is follow the money. When you follow the money, you will often discover real motives that are going on if you can step back and take an objective look. Well, there's a whole system designed to get paid tons of billions and trillions of dollars. It's a huge monetary pyramid scheme and it's promising you life, which only comes from the spirit of the living God. And yet people don't understand this. Even the church people don't completely understand this. And so the system thrives financially, it is just thriving, even though it is not necessarily a successful system as far as results go. It's very possible that the results, although that's something that I'm sure somebody in there might want to have, look, if you're making trillions of dollars, whether or not you're succeeding at what you're actually you know, claiming to try to accomplish, if your focus is on the money, you may not care whether or not you actually accomplish the thing which you purport to accomplish. 
because you're still making billions and trillions of dollars. That's the problem with principalities. They don't necessarily care the way an individual human might care. Yet it's guiding an entire system and it's willing to exchange human lives for dollar bills. And it's offering dollar bills everywhere to all kinds of greedy people within the system at the expense of your life. So we see the world system cost you money and the kingdom of God cost God something to bring it to you. What the kingdom of God costs from you is sacrifice, holiness, living righteously, living by faith in the Son of God, walking by the Spirit and not by the deeds of the flesh. This is a key to inheriting the kingdom of God. And this is part of the core motivation for me doing this particular series is helping you to obtain, inherit, live from, and walk in and manifest the kingdom of God in this world. So I talked about hearing the voice of God versus simply seeing what's in front of you. I do want to mention again, and I know I mentioned this in a previous episode that you should have listened to, one of just the last couple ones, but with quantum physics, this is actually some of the science, the science out there of the nature of reality. And believe it or not, some people you know, talk about trust the science, and I'll talk about this in the next couple episodes, but science doesn't even agree with science because there's a debate within science about even the very nature of reality. The very foundational beliefs to the entire world are debated within the scientific realm. So not all science comes from simply, you know, the, the, the true nature of reality. A lot of science walks by sight and not by faith. But there is some science who says we need to look beyond what we can simply see to the eye with the eye and let's observe the effects that seem to be going on. What are the laws that seem to govern reality? And so there are actually laws about speaking to things, speaking life. The power of life and death is in drugs? No, that, that's not in my Bible. My Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in the words you speak and that we speak. I can speak life over myself or I can speak death over myself. I can hear a TV show say, hey, it's flu season. And now I can start speaking the flu over myself. Or I can speak life over myself. I can speak either of those things. I can believe for either of those things. It's possible the flu shows up at your door, at your dwelling place, just like a solicitor that, know, you know, maybe you got that guy selling whatever at the door that you don't want. You open the door and there they are. And you can say, no, thanks, not interested. Close the door. You can actually do this with sickness and disease. A lot of people don't understand this, but it's absolutely possible to do this with sickness and disease. The second a symptom shows up and presents itself to you with an idea that you coming down with this sickness, don't. it's not you just perceiving reality. It's the kingdom of the world knocking at your door saying, hey, hi, I'm the flu. I sure would love to come and hang out with you for a few days. Would you be interested? And your internal response may actually embrace that 
or it can reject that and send that away. This is actually what scientists are beginning to prove. There are whole realms of scientists out there who are into alternative forms of healing. I don't necessarily agree with everything they teach simply because they're not coming and bringing the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a system that's actually replacing a lot of drugs and medication with the idea of belief for healing. And they're seeing seemingly miraculous results through belief and healing. I still think it needs to be done with Jesus Christ and not without Jesus Christ. Yet nevertheless, these are scientists who believe in a higher power who say, look, you can't simply observe something and hope that, you know, that you're going to observe whatever reality is because sometimes when you're expectantly observing, you're actually creating. And if you're expectantly observing for cancer in a body, it's possible that that maybe plus your speech, is actually creating cancer in that body. According to that science, and I'm going to tell you, this sounds a little bit crazy, but according to that science, in theory, it could be possible. And I don't know for sure because nobody's done experiments. I don't know how you do experiments on this. But in theory, it could be possible that people going for regular checkups to see, do I have this medical condition or that medical condition are actually helping create those medical conditions in people instead of solving them. It's very possible that living from the kingdom of God where you're walking in divine health is more likely to protect you than living from the kingdom of the world and having the world constantly observing to see whether you have fallen into the issues that come with the kingdom of the world. Remember, in the kingdom of God, we don't have to get checkups. We are living from the spirit of life itself. What are they checking you up for? To see if the spirit of life is manifest in you? I will say, if some of this science sounds crazy to you, study quantum physics. Study Isaac Newton, who was a Christian man, by the way. I think he's known mostly for his laws of energy. But you know that guy only wrote a little bit on science and a massive amount about scripture and the book of Revelation and a lot of other things. Study Einstein. Much of our culture calls him a genius. Study some of the other guys that had opposing theories to him. You will begin to actually see the science behind a lot of this and a lot of the science that's not well taught throughout our society. And I personally believe it's because if that science was better taught, people would question heavily the way that our medical system functions because some of the way that it functions according to that science is it's likely that our system is actually causing more sickness than it is healing and that's kind of the issue with that whole knowledge of good and evil thing if something touts itself as doing good hey i have good intentions good intentions the ends justify the means and i have good intentions to bring more healing to the human race and the human race says, yes, we want more healing. And the human race doesn't know that there was a guy named Jesus Christ who literally paid the price for healing as part of salvation. So they're looking to everything else and they're like, hey, these guys are doing a whole system. There's millions of, hundreds of millions, billions and trillions of dollars in this system. Hundreds of millions of humans caught in this system 
desperately trying to solve a problem that's already been solved through faith in Jesus Christ. And you've got people everywhere just accepting this because it's a normal part of our culture and society. But this was not always the case. And people often have not repented and stepped outside of the culture and time in which they live to embrace a kingdom culture. And when you embrace a kingdom culture, you get kingdom beliefs and kingdom paradigms and kingdom power and kingdom healing and kingdom experience and kingdom results. And in the kingdom of God, there is no sickness and disease. There is healing for sickness and disease. There is no sickness and disease on the earth that can withstand the kingdom of God. The worldwide solution to eradicating sickness and disease literally exists within the kingdom of God. And yet the kingdom of the world is on this nonstop hamster wheel of constantly thinking they're going to simply do more research and observe more things by sight, walk more by sight and not by faith, and hope that eventually, if they just get enough money and do enough research and walk by enough sight, then eventually they'll find the solution that can only come from faith. That's a problem. That's a disconnect logically. So the kingdom of God is more about speaking, speaking healing, speaking to things, laying hands on the sick and letting the power of the Spirit of God flow through you and to those that need healing. But the sound part, and I already covered this about how every at the core of everything is sound. You know, they're even starting to come out with these frequency and sound machines more and more. I'm starting to see them become popular just a little bit again, where people are getting these machines, they're finding whatever the special resonant frequency or whatever you want to call it is, or the sound is, and they hook themselves up to it. And they let these little sound waves and vibrations come to them. And I will say they're at least somewhat on the right track of looking back to the invisible. But they should really look to the source of the invisible. That's God. So I want to directly address medication for a little bit. And again, use caution, use practical wisdom. Understand that if you live in the kingdom of the world, you need to do your best to abide by it because simply removing yourself from medication support is not the solution to entering the kingdom of God. That's not how God works. God wins you over with his love and his power so that you no longer are dependent upon the kingdom of the world. Look at the Exodus. In the Exodus, God didn't just say, run away and then I'll help you out as you go. He literally used his power to utterly destroy Pharaoh and the worldly grips that the world had on his children. And as he used his power to free his children from the grips of the world, then he led them on an exodus outside of there and into the promised land. And let this be somewhat representative for us who were raised in the same society that I was raised in, the same generation, the same culture, and the same time, where God didn't just tell me, abandon ship on all your life-saving things, and then I'll save you. Rather, I just begin to come to the Lord and renew my mind. I begin to surrender everything that I learned. I aggressively pursued an understanding of healing and what Jesus had to teach on it. 
as I began to do that, I began to find more and more that I was beginning to be freed from the grasp of some of the different worldly things that had a hold on me. And as I was finding freedom, then I found myself more and more being translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I just began to found I didn't need my CPAP machine anymore, which for those who don't know is for severe sleep apnea. As I found that I no longer needed the CPAP machine, then I no longer used it. I didn't just throw it out hoping that I wouldn't die in my sleep. That's not practical. That's not cautious and that's not wisdom. God loves you enough that he will win you over and translate you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I mention this because I'm going to talk directly about medication and it's from the kingdom of the world. And sometimes people hear the kingdom of the gospel versus the kingdom of the world and then they they think that just throwing away everything that's the kingdom of the world automatically causes them to walk successfully in the kingdom of God. That's often not the case because it's not about an external behavioral shift. It's about an internal paradigm shift. Remember, your behavior comes from your paradigms, your worldviews, your belief systems. And as the Lord takes and rewires your belief systems from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of God, then you will find yourself more and more plugged into the kingdom of God. You will begin to find power flowing. You will begin to find divine healing and divine health working. And then you find yourself being freed from the kingdom of the world. So with that being said, let's talk about the kingdom of the world and medication. I want to talk about the creation versus the creator. And I'm going to tell you, my background is I, I've i been into medicine before. I almost became a medical doctor. I was into alternative medicine. I used to be a holistic health practitioner. I was into the herbal stuff. I was into the acupressure, acupuncture, massage therapy, chiropractic physical therapy, neuromuscular therapy, the variety of herbs and spices, special tonics and drinks, all of this stuff. I'm not that guy that's just hated this stuff all my life. I'm the guy that's tried a lot of this stuff over the years. I was into the medical system. I was into the alternative healing system. All of it. So understand I'm speaking from that place of that background. And I want to talk to you about the idea of creation versus the creator. So the idea behind many, many things, both medicine, herbal remedies, supplements, and so on, which by the way, the, a lot of these things have only become popular in the last couple of hundred years, maybe the last 100 to 200 years. We kind of saw a, a big popularity with the, what we called the snake oil salesman going around for a while. The snake oil salesman, for those who don't know, was basically these people that would show up to towns and they would have this magic tonic, this magic bottle they claimed that would help heal you of, you know, whatever the popular sickness and disease thing going around back then was. They'd show up and, hey, what do you got? You got the the hepatitis? Take this bottle right here and it'll cure that right up for you. You got the plague? Take this bottle and it'll cure that up for you. And they would literally just go around and often it'd be some guy that would come in town. He'd be hustling. Oh, you got to take this for at least, you know, 30 days or whatever. And he'd be gone three days later, selling his batch of whatever it was to the next town. 
And they got these nicknames, the snake oil salesmen. And the idea behind this is that these guys were showing up and potentially selling things that were just a bag of lies. It was designed to deceive people into thinking if they would just pay this money and take this stuff that they would get whatever these supposed promised results are. This is literally still the theme of most supplements and medicine today. They cannot promise you results. The statements always on these bottles, these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA and so on. And the reason why is because they can't promise a lot of these results, but they sure hope to get your money if you're willing to believe that the product might create some of these results. I will also say, I'm not saying there's no product whatsoever that has you know, no results to it. Some of these products may actually provide some sort of results or a mixed variety for different people and so on. And that's what makes it even more confusing. Imagine you've got a hundred supplements on the shelf. Four of them are actually pretty good at giving people results. 90 of them are just there to make some money, even though they may not really get that that good of results. You know, and there's a handful of others that, I don't know, maybe a little mixture, a little bit, maybe, maybe not. Is it the placebo effect? It could be. Is it possible that all things are possible to him who believes? So if I pop this particular pill and I believe that this pill is doing something for me, that now my brain is literally commanding my body to begin to have this result and it's less about the pill I'm popping and more about the fact that I'm believing it. Therefore, my body is now commanding it to be so. But you will notice that rarely, if ever in the Bible, do you find the idea of somebody having to go out into the world and find some sort of secret combination of ingredients in order to bring healing to people? We do see a mention about some honey being good for the stomach, maybe a little bit of wine. We see the idea of Jesus grabbing some clay and making you know mud out of it and putting on a guy's eyes. But nowhere do you see somebody saying, hey, grab some of this and a pinch of that and a little bit of this plant-based whatever, mix them all in a bottle and here you go, take two of these and call me in the morning or take this for 30 days. You don't see that in the kingdom of God system. But you do see that in the kingdom of the world system. The kingdom of God is very much about speaking laying on of hands and having the spirit of life, the life of God himself manifest in you. I would like to point out that in the medical system, there's a lot of either chemical concoctions in a lab, some sort of created things, which tends to bring a lot of harm to the human race at large. This is why you see so many commercials by lawyers saying, hey, did you take this drug and have all these bad side effects or die? you know, call today. Well, that that's not a great thing, but that's an extremely common thing in the medical industry, extremely common. And But let's ask, what are we really looking for? When we're looking for some sort of combination of herbs and spices and chemicals to bring some sort of altered effect to the human. Hey, a guy walks in my door and he's got cancer. 
and I want to see him healed. Maybe I'm a medical doctor. I'm not right now, but I'm just going to say that this is his mentality. I'm stepping into the mindset of a medical doctor. Guy walks in, into the door, got cancer. Doctor says, hey, I want to see this guy healed. What do I do? Hey, pharmaceutical industry, what do you recommend? Hey, doctor, we got these pills and these pills and this other bottle and this stuff and this laser beam you can zap them with and radio, radiation, whatever. And so now the doctor is looking back to the industry saying, okay, well, we're going to do what all those dudes say. Yeah, well, where did those dudes get those ideas from? Do you really think the spirit of the living God said, hey, if you need healing, don't put your faith in my son, Jesus Christ, who gives freely and liberally to all who ask of him. Instead, go find this combination of herbs and spices. My personal opinion is I think generally that's not the way the kingdom of God works. Now, I do think, and I'm going to tell you, this is going to be almost seemingly speaking against myself a little bit. I do think if you're trapped in the kingdom of the world at a great level, that God can speak to you and still give you guidance about things even in the kingdom of the world that may help you maintain your life until you finally have a chance to enter into the kingdom of God and no longer need those things. So it's very well possible there's a combination of herbs and spices out there or plants or chemicals or whatever that has complete success at healing off cancer. And yet simply coming up with that is not the solution to cancer at large. And the reason why is because then there will just be something else down the road. And then it's something else after that. And then it's some other disease after that. It's a never ending cycle. The way that we break the cycle is shifting from the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of God, not simply by finding a kingdom of the world solution for a kingdom of the world problem. We shift into the kingdom of God and we remove the problems that come from the kingdom of the world. But this is also why it's so important to hear the voice of God, because I'm trying to preach the kingdom of the gospel. I'm preaching for an entire reformational shift from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of the gospel. So that's why I, I am big on let go of, you know, or in, rather enter into the kingdom of God system so that we can leave behind the kingdom of the world system. And yet there may be a place where God actually guides you along the way. And there might be what I would call baby steps or interim steps of you taking that help you break away from the world system into the kingdom of God. That has to be led by the spirit of God, not by me. You have to let the spirit of God lead you in those things. But back to the science, if you will, behind the idea of medication. So here's what I'm believing when I say, all right, I'm going to go get these special plants because if I put together these special plants, I'll take, I don't know, five different herbs and spices. And I'm just using that rhetorically. But let's say I put together five different herbs and spices because I've got back pain. And my hope is that by consuming these herbs and spices, that somehow, some way, there's some reaction in my body and my body decides, yes, it's got the right magical combination of herbs and spices. It will now get rid of the back pain for me. That's, that's really what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping somehow that actually works. Hey, who created the plants? That was God, right? Genesis chapter one, he created the plants. So God created the plants. He created all the effects of the plants. 
plants became potentially imbued with some of the, whatever power that God might have put inside of them. So the source of the power of a plant is not the plant in and of itself. It would actually be the guy that created the plant. That's God. That's the spirit that lives inside of me. What happens when instead of looking to the creator, the spirit of the living God who lives in me, which is the source of where that plant got its power from, literally the source of it lives inside of my spirit. But what if my focus is now on that plant in front of me? And I'm hoping that that plant is what's going to bring me life. That's actually a carnal way of thinking. It's a fleshly way of thinking because I'm looking to something physical, if you will, to bring life to my flesh. And yet the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit which gives life. It's the idea of I'm looking to the creation instead of looking just beyond it to the creator. The source of the power of all the plants is God. And the temptation that comes in is for me to begin to put faith in what I am doing. This is legalism. Faith in my works. Lord, I'm taking the right supplement of the right plants. Therefore, this is going to produce health in my body. Why? Because that's what the guy trying to make millions and billions of dollars selling that plant pill told me. Or because I just believe it from something I read on the internet, perhaps. But is this actually a subtle shift designed to cause me to shift my focus from a person who literally extends a healing touch through the spirit realm into my flesh? Am I shifting from that to looking into the natural of what I can see and hoping that what I can see will bring me the results that truly only comes from that which is unseen? So that's the issue with the belief system behind the way that medication works. It's a never-ending cycle that will never end as long as humans keep thinking that the solution to health and disease is proper medication. It's a never-ending cycle. It will go and go and go and go and continue to kill tons of human beings and harm tons of humans. We have to shift from the kingdom of the world back into the kingdom of God. That's where the solution lies. Now, it is true that all of creation testifies to God. That is why there may be some different kinds of plants and things that have some sort of healing effect to some degree. None of them to the same degree as the Spirit of God Himself. But all of creation testifies to Him. He is, in fact, a healer. But let's not replace God with God's creation. Let's not worship and serve the plants rather than the plant maker. I'm actually reminded of a time when I was young where I actually spent a period of my life, you know, hearing about this Daniel fast that was all vegetables. And I was like, hey, God bless Daniel for that. So I'm going to try to reproduce what God told Daniel and hope he'll bless me with it. And I did that for a period of time when I was younger. But you know, the Lord never called me to do that per se. I was not in the same scenario as Daniel where I had become captive to some king that was literally worshiping pagan idols and handing me part, part of that food. It wasn't that system at all. This was me just reading something 
in attempting the action to reproduce it instead of hearing the voice of God guide me. And I find it intriguing because in the Old Testament, Daniel was actually blessed for this. He he came out fatter and healthier and wiser for following the voice of God than the people in his time. But then you fast forward to the New Testament and you actually see where the Apostle Paul says, those who eat only vegetables are weak. And he's talking about weak in faith, not just weak in muscle. And then in my own life experience, I've had a number of friends over the years who were vegan and vegetarian, and I don't hate on any of them for that. I'm okay with that. But I've actually had a handful of them who became so sickly and unhealthy from trying to live off of just that diet. It did not work out for them well. Many of them ended up having to take some sort of meat-based protein into their diet because they simply weren't doing that well on it. So who is correct? Daniel following God or Paul following God? Well, following God is what's correct. And following God for you may not be the exact same as following God for me, but when we're all living from the kingdom of God, it will look somewhat similar the way that we live, the way that we manifest the Spirit of God. So one of the other big techniques in the world for healing is diet, shifting your diet. Remember, these actually come from, historically, we see these ideas coming from particular pagan gods, uh, Apollo, Asclepius, Hygieia, Panacea. Panacea was the god of medication. That was the idea of finding the, the special combination. And yet the kingdom of God is more about speaking and touching and power and spirit, less about physical flesh. But the idea of diet, what you're doing with your food, it's actually the same idea, I would say. Look, when we yield our spirit to the Lord, we can let the Lord yield or guide our diet. If, if I'm an impulsive eater and I'm becoming obese because I just chow down on, on cheeseburgers and cupcakes and cakes and cookies every chance I get, that's a problem. That's still an impulse of my carnal nature and flesh. I need to yield to the Spirit of God. And also, I did not just say, for those of you who are judgmental, I'm not saying that anybody who has some extra weight is somehow living by the flesh. I'm not saying that at all. I don't know why people have extra weight. I've never done homework into that. I'm just saying it's possible for our eating to be out of control, for us to have issues with gluttony and so on, because we're still manifesting the flesh instead of the Spirit in that realm. Well, if I go to some nutritionist or something, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, what they're going to do is they're going to hand me, hey, here's the particular diet you should stick on. This is why diets are so popular. Most diets you'll know are, uh, you'll notice there are a strict regiment of rules that people have to follow, sometimes with slight flexibility in them. But this is actually a lot like the law. It literally functions from the law. It's the idea of here's a set of rules that you must obey and follow in order to achieve whatever the desired results are. That's kind of a legalism, if you will. And I'm not saying diets are bad. I'm just saying they're a dime a dozen. Everybody and their mama has a diet these days. And the reason why is because they make a lot of money. But what if instead of having to memorize some special diet, what if you just tuned your eating habits into the Spirit of God? Hey, Jesus, it's 2 a.m. and I'm in the mood for cupcakes. I'm about to get out of bed. 
but I stop and I'm like, Jesus, should I be eating cupcakes at 2 a.m.? And I feel like the Spirit's telling me, hey, it's okay to be just a little bit hungry right now. You don't have to go eat cupcakes. I begin to yield my eating habits to the Spirit of God. And now, instead of it being some guy that came up with a diet who's in charge of my life, it's the Spirit of God who's in charge of my life. Sometimes we're prescribed exercise. And I'm not condemning the idea of working out. You want to go get big old muscles and exercise? Go for it. What I am saying is, are you obeying the voice of some man who's been educated by the world system? Or are you listening to the spirit of the living God guide you? Scripture even tells us that it's more profitable to grow in the spirit than it is to work out the body. That's not to say there's no profit to working out the body at all. But it's to say if we look at exercise as the source of our life and longevity, we're replacing the Spirit of God with what we are doing. That's moving from grace and Spirit-led life into a workspace life. It is possible to still be Spirit-led and go hit the gym and work out, but it's also possible to replace being Spirit-led with hitting the gym and working out. And the last one I want to talk about is, is the idea of hygiene. So we've talked a little about diet, exercise, medication, and hygiene. And I'm just comparing and contrasting kingdom versus world. And I know I've already talked a little bit about the hygiene in another one, but I'm going to re-mention it here. So our word hygiene comes from the Greek goddess Hygieia. That's directly where we get both the word hygiene from and our teachings of hygiene also come from that Greek goddess Hygieia. Historically, I forget exactly when it was. I think it was some great plague, some some great disease. Well, not great. It was a horrible disease. But that had come upon a lot of people and killed off a lot of people. And what happened is there was a whole society that kind of had, you get to see multiple ideas. Here's the Asclepius God overhealing. Here's Panacea saying, hey, uh, take all these medicines when you get a disease and hopefully you won't die. And then the people die. And so the Greek goddess Hygieia This is where these teachings of hygiene come in. Hey, look, that did not work so well taking whatever drugs and medication we had because we still lost a lot of people. So now this idea of hygiene comes in and takes the world by storm. And the idea of hygiene is there's a bunch of invisible germs out there just waiting to jump on you and bring you harm. And if you'll use proper hygiene, then you'll be safer from these little invisible things coming to attack you with sickness and disease and so on. Look, I'm not saying there's no such thing as a germ. I'm not saying there's no such thing as a disease. People get diseases. We see that. That's a real life thing. What I'm saying is the teachings of hygiene are more of the kingdom of the world, not so much the kingdom of God. They don't empower you with the life of God. The best they can do is whatever the world has to offer. And that's the biggest issues. I'm not saying don't wash your hands. I wash my hands. We've even got some really nice smelling soap just so it smells nice after you wash your hands. But what I am saying is if I'm looking to hand washing as the savior of disease, I've literally replaced the kingdom of God with the kingdom of the world. And I've replaced faith in Jesus Christ with faith in my own behavior and actions and deeds. 
It's that belief system that produces far more problems than any of the behavioral things. It's not the belief in, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not the fact that I take medication or the fact that I wash hands or the fact that you do any of these things. It's not the fact that you do these things that causes the issue. It's the belief system that causes us to look to those things more than it does to the Spirit of God or that sometimes causes us to think those things are the Spirit of God. There's many people who think going to a doctor is going to Jesus Christ and that taking drugs is doing what the Spirit of God has called you to do. And yet remember, they're two different kingdoms. God is not condemning you. He is calling you up. He's not condemning you for being in the kingdom of the world, but he is calling us all into the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom, we have tons of divine and miraculous healing. And it comes directly from him. And it doesn't come from the world's attempts to replace him as our healer. 